When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Lions heading into week five. Trying to get that first victory. That's right. Come on. Don't stop drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, folks. That's why you're here. You believe in drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. You believe in, you know, that's all we can do. This is our team. So, I mean, it is what it is. We're going to drink that Blue Kool-Aid, and we're going to get that first victory this weekend, hopefully, against the Vikings as the Lions travel there. We'll get into that. The injuries, uh, Dan Campbell a little bit, just that... We'll cover it all. So sit back, relax, grab your Kool-Aid. It's time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. We're lifelong Lions fans. Bob. All right, let's go, Lions fans. The Jared Goff era has begun. Connor. Hey, let's bite some kneecaps. Detroit versus everybody, baby. UJ. A new era in Detroit has begun, people. So get on the train or get left behind. Rudd Dog. This is going to be an unprecedented era of Detroit Lions respect. Man, I'm Big Z. It's a new era of Detroit Lions football. It's going to be one hell of a season. We'll be drinking the blue Kool-Aid with Dan Campbell all year long. Predictions, thoughts, reactions, everything. We got it here. Sit back, relax, and grab your Kool-Aid, fans. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back getting ready for week five of the NFL season and hopefully getting ready for the first victory of this 2021-2022 season for the Detroit Lions. But before we get into all that, let's introduce the Blue Kool-Aid crew that is here. So I'm Big Z, and we got Run Dog, Yo, and UJ. Oh, I've been drinking the Kool-Aid, and I'm ready for this week, fans. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so it's just the three of us tonight, but that's all right. We're going to get through a lot. But first, gentlemen, let's just get through um, the injuries on the Lions <laughs> right now and just how that's going to affect us. Um, so Frank Greg now goes to the IR. Uh, another rough blow. Um, Panay Sewell and TJ Hawkinson did not practice. We're recording this on Wednesday night, uh, October 6th. They did not practice and maybe Hawkinson's better, but at least or closer to playing, but it seems like Sewell is going to be really like a game time decision. I don't know where that, that came from either. Quite honestly. Yeah. yeah. From getting, from getting uh, beat around a little bit. <laughs> well, he said he was dinged up during the game and, uh, was hurting during the game and, Fought his way through it, so I didn't really notice it to be totally honest with you. But maybe that explains why he had a rough performance too. I don't know. I mean, it's football. You expect these things. Yeah, tape it up. Get back out there. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, just the rag now and um, Aquara both going on the IR. That's twelve players now yeah. that have gone on the and IR for this team. No with already a roster picks. that a lot of us knew kind of needed to be healthy to make maybe be a playoff run a little bit here. I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it's a roster that was in deep overhaul and having 12 guys, especially like our best players. Not like, you know, uh, exactly. the, like backup guys getting hurt. These are all starters. Uh, so you got Taylor Decker, Ragnow, Aquara, all on the IR. 
That yeah. doesn't include as well Tyrell Williams, our supposed Trey number one Flowers. wide receiver. Uh, Akuda, our third round quarterback, is <laughs> our backup quarterback, Bella Fonwu. <laughs> yeah, Flowers. R- Romeo Quarles. Our Flowers is not on the IR though. He's just hurt. I don't know what what's his deal. Um, yeah, but they're missing games. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it, doesn't it seem like the Flowers has missed more than he's played in his Lions career? <laughs> yeah, it does seem that few. way. He's missed a bit. But he also has been he's also sort of a uh an invisible player out there sometimes. He's that kind of guy that just quietly just does his job really well but doesn't necessarily splash. I think that's what Patricia loved about him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No splashing. Um no but splash. Deshaun Hand, who we thought might be back by now, still won't be back this week, it looks like. Kevin Strong, uh just back up the tackle. But then Tyrell Crosby, a guy that might have stepped up for Sewell or Decker. Yeah. Um, and get a chance to shine again. Uh doesn't look like he'll be back anytime soon. So I don't Oh, it's rough. Uh and especially <laughs> if Sewell is hurt already with Ragnall going out, the Lions are gonna be playing two backup tackles. Hey, next man up. Let's if you're wondering who the backup left tackle is, uh, at least on the depth chart right now, no, this could change. They swing big V out there <laughs> or something like that. Um, I don't know. But Will Holden is the backup left tackle right now. Oh, He's six right. foot seven, three hundred twelve pounds. Um, 28 years old, round five pick for the Cardinals, played in the Colts for a little bit. Um, and now uh, he is the backup left tackle. For I can hear the referee oh. now. I can hear the referee now. Holden on Holden. <laughs> oh, He's going to be okay, the first yeah. player the ref ever uh, called the sad part by is you can instead of by it. his number. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Right. Well, uh, you'll know. Yeah. Yeah, you'll know who he is, number 69 um, on the field. If you see him out there, That that's our backup left tackle. If you're like, who the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. Who are we getting down to? Um, Evan Brown is also our backup center. It looks like he'll get a lot of experience going forward here. Hey, he but I got to say, well. yeah, he looked pretty good, actually. I was kind of impressed with that kid. His run blocking wasn't as good as Ragnow's, from what I heard, but otherwise he graded out fine, like pass, but only gave up one pressure. Yeah, this I mean, is respectful. This is his third season in the NFL out of SMU. Um, six foot three, three hundred twenty pounds. But yeah, if he can just be serviceable, that's all. That's all you can uh, ask for. Especially if you're backing up an All Pro center, you, you're not going to expect All Pro okay. play. But right. At least don't snap right. it into the quarterback's groin, and we're off to a good start there. Yeah, right that's a good start. Hey, you know, Big Z, Big Z. You know, we <laughs> we, we hear. Did it? Sorry. What? No, it no, was uh, Ragnow. That was Ragnow. Yeah, hey, we drink the Kool-Aid here, so. and we're trying to look at the positive side of things. And yes, we do. And I, I know that a lot of this is very devastating right now to the fans and the people watching these games, but uh, you know, we, we understand that this is a rebuilding project here, and uh, this is a chance. I'm whatever. So this is a chance to Get see on the talking points. Chance to see what these young kids can do, and now this possibly because of the horrible injuries to our offensive line could be the Logan Stenberg time. That I've been predicting it all, might these, be. all these all these podcasts, be. especially Big V swings out to left tackle. Like that's uh, some, right. At least that's reporters right. have been saying. Uh, I'm telling you, right. my prediction: this kid's they gonna be gonna go really. To uh, anyway, I'm looking at the positive side. Stenberg, yeah, I I'd love to. That's kind of why I want to see Stenberg get out there. Well, I, I I don't know if this would be the right week for him because the Vikings of any team that we faced in the NFC North just destroy us on passing downs as far as a pass rush goes the past few years. Uh, Good week that, to get in then. Good we week know it all too well. That's who we're going up against. The Lions um, going up against the Vikings this weekend um, in Minnesota. 
Uh, that's, know, again, a noon central game. That's I, even better reason to put Stenberg in there because he's got that, a that nastiness because he's going to punch him in the teeth and, you know, make that D-line, put him in their place, bring him to heel, turn him into his bitch. No, that's but, what Stenberg does. <laughs> but seriously, I, I think we're going to have to try to run more on the Vikings instead of pass if we can. Uh, just because We're of these injuries, we've been here. a decent running team so far this year. Right, it's just that we get yeah. b- behind so so far, and maybe yep. part of that is uh, you know our, our our play calling at certain points. I think I sent out to you guys um, some Mankey tweets out the other day. Uh, the Lions are currently averaging four point two eight yards per carry, putting them on pace for their best season since two thousand four. Woo! Drinking a Kool Aid. Great news. <laughs> Bad news. But on fifty five third and fourth down attempts they've only called six designed runs all year six out of 55 on third and fourth downs this year and we've had a lot of third and fourth and (laughs) shorts i said this uh in a a chat earlier but i think it's because uh dan campbell got uh he got stung by that first run he called on on fourth and one, the first game of the season. And now oh, where Jamal Williams kind of tripped? Yeah, yeah. Now he's, I think he got a little trigger shy with the run after that. I'm not going to lie. Maybe. Or whoever called the pl- whoever calls the play would be uh, yeah, Glenn, I, right? We talked about it uh, on the last pod, but reacting to the Bears game, the, the fourth yeah. and third down play calling right. on the short downs. So I don't think we need to, to expand into it further. It's just I, when I saw that, it kind of just verified everything we talked about and what we're kind of seeing on the – play calling here because i, oh, I kind of like the play calling to some extent but on those downs this year it's been it's been a little rough yeah so i hope i hope they can learn now you know it's everybody's new uh but in the, in the nfl you know there's not that yeah. much time <laughs> there's no, no excuses it's, it's a nope. uh, short no memory excuses. for, for everybody well, we got one is it well what is, it's not a quarter of the season done now it's almost a done? quarter it's like point two qu- three. <laughs> whatever point we two have three five now. seven six four percent <laughs> oh yeah so oh that's right so they can't look back at this phase of the season until we're halfway through the or for, i think after the fourth i think quarter, three minutes and 27 the, seconds into the first quarter it's the quarter way of the yeah season. so, <laughs> then, so then they can the look season. into the look back and <laughs> see what what's happened but no I, they, I was reading that they already have been looking back and they're they're really trying to assess their they're, you know, what they did right and what they did wrong over these four games and strengths and weaknesses and such. So, well, I hope so. I mean, that'd be concerning if they weren't. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> what else would they be doing? I'm just saying, <laughs> like a, oh my god! <laughs> I'm just saying this isn't this wasn't they. This is a different level of planning or at least introspection this week than the last four weeks, because the last four weeks they weren't just going. They didn't go over their entire game, their film of what they did. They looked, went over the teams. Now they looked at themselves after four games. Now it's a true – I mean, yeah, you do the game film right after, and you try to – you know, you get a, an immediate after reaction report. But now they've looked deeply. They've looked more thoroughly. They've went through with a fine-tooth comb as much as you can in the middle of the season, and they're going to make adjustments accordingly. So, you know, hopefully that's where – they find improvement at that, you know, find the how, the way to improve in that particular area and others. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and so just some other transaction news. Uh, the Lions did sign an offensive lineman. Uh, they got waived by the Texans named Ryan McCollum. He's yeah. a guard. 
Um, just so some depth there. So I'm just say <laughs> I just mentioned this in case you see a guy going to the game. You're like, who the hell is that? Uh, we just signed him. So. <laughs> Um, he was eating some uh, hot I just want to say as couch. well on this podcast that we predicted Jamie Collins going to the Patriots. No, I think everybody <laughs> yeah. predicted that, though, so it's not, not, that not much of a pat on prediction. the back for us. But yeah. <laughs> just, hey, it's so. unbelievable how predicting, predicting yeah. though. I, I mean, nobody else probably wanted him either. So Yeah, I got, I, yeah I'm a little disappointed this week, though. Jalen Smith was out there in the market, and we're going to not get him. The Packers are apparently going to sign him. That oh, really no. kind of bums me out. I don't think it's official yet, but they are definitely they're the oh, top on the list right now. Right, right. Damn. I I, I mean, but he'd be playing right where Derek Barnes is playing, most likely. So well, he still would have beefed up our linebacking core pretty good, though. You I don't, don't know think if Barnes it, could play next to him. If if you guys watch some of Jalen Smith's tape this year, you might uh, well, yeah, second I imagine guess wanting there's a him. reason he's out there. <laughs> but, uh, my what about Stephon Gilmore? Yeah, I mean, he got traded for a sixth rounder to the the Panthers oh, today. Well, he got traded. Yeah. Oh, the Panthers okay. traded. They only had to give up a sixth rounder to get Stephon Gilmore. Pretty good. Mm, I, that's I a good the kick yeah. the tires. Pick. He's from there, so maybe he had some say in where he wanted to go. Uh, I, I don't know how that worked by yeah. only giving up a sixth rounder for him. Hell but, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the Lions, yeah, he definitely could use them, but I don't think he would have wanted to come to the Lions in their current situation. No, I don't even want. I honestly, I I thought about it. I wouldn't want like necessarily vets, like big time names like that coming in. Right. Just, and the Lions, you know, so Lions, we talked about their fifty-five million dollars in dead cap space that they have in the roster. But if you include everybody that's injured, that's thirty-three more million, thirty-three million more dollars of the salary cap. So in total. Of guys not playing on the field, eighty-eight million dollars is going to those people oh, right now. Wow, <laughs> that's crazy. Oh my god, that's brutal. So it's pretty yeah, wild uh, what's what's going on there. Now the Lions have gotten draft compensation for taking out all that dead money, and we've talked about that extensively. But just with all the injuries now, especially to our top players, it's just crazy the amount of money that is not on the field <laughs> right now for the Lions. Yeah, no kidding. But let's talk about this upcoming game, shall we, gentlemen? Yes, uh, let's where do the that. Little, little money let's gets do their that. Chance. So I mentioned again that the Lions are playing the Vikings, and they are, again, humongous underdogs in this game. Eight and a half points on the road. Forty-nine and a half is the over-under for this game. So they're kind of projecting a lot of points in this game. Uh, because, the, I mean, the Vikings' defense has not been that great this year. I know that they only gave 14 to the the Browns before, but, I mean, before that, they were in a lot of offensive battles. 27-24 lost to the Bengals, where Dalvin Cook fumbled when they were in field goal range in overtime. Um, then a 34-33 loss to the Cardinals, where their kicker missed a 37-yard field goal to win the game at the end. Uh, then they beat the Seahawks 30-17 at home and then lost last week to the Browns 14-7. So this, the Vikings have had their own string of, uh, I guess, bad luck if you talk to a Vikings fans or self-inflicted wounds. Either way, they're very similar to the Lions this year in a lot of ways in terms of the how their losses. But they did get the one vic- easy victory against the Seahawks at home. Um, but this is a vulnerable defense, especially at the cornerback position. Their their cornerbacks are rated uh, near the bottom of the league. That's where they're susceptible. Unfortunately, our wide receivers are not the strength of our team. <laughs> To maybe exploit that necessarily. This is the week where they come out and show it. You'll see. Right. I mean, so the I mean, yeah. the bigger concern here is can can you hold up uh, a pretty? This is a good pass rush. It's the last two weeks they've had three sacks in each game or more. 
Um, especially Everson Griffin, he's turned it on. He has a sack in, I think, three consecutive games now. It's either two or three. But either way, he's turning it on um, and going against two backup offensive tackles in this game, possibly, or a Panay Sewell who is um, he's shown a little bumps uh, here in the last couple of games, a, a little vulnerability. So, I mean, what, what, do we, what do we think is the best way to offset this pass rush? It, it, it's establishing a run game, right? It's got to well, be. Right. It has to be. Yeah, that and you got Swift. And, I mean, the quick release routes like screen your screen game. I would also try uh, maybe upping the tempo a little bit at times, you know, changing the pace a little bit, try to keep the Vikings off balance. We haven't really seen much of that. Uh, so far this year, but I would like to see him try that. We always see it when we're when we're down and at the end of the game, late in the game, and then Goff pushes it and plays his best football when he's trying to right. come back. I'm talking about early, first half kind of thing. Yeah. We're cha- change the tempo up a bit, but definitely the run game sure. I think is the key, the key to our success here. We have to put it on the ground, and uh, that's where I see. I mean, I'm going to say it again, but Stenberg coming in, a guy who can just maul and uh, no, I mean, all roads back. I, I, I know. I do like yeah. this guy. <laughs> He's the key to victory for Brady. Oh my god! Am I getting <laughs> okay? I, I do it. like I do like uh, coming out no huddle. Maybe though, if uh, uh, another way to nullify a good pass rush is just make him tired. Uh, Absolutely, you can't get a good Absolutely. pass rush. If you're, you're, you're pass rushing, quick play, then gotta go right back to it again. Right. I mean, it's just humanly impossible to be 100 percent when you're going at a break like that. Yeah. So I do like that. Right. I, will the Lions do it, Plus though? Plus, it's harder to question. coordinate, too. I mean, yeah, you create more room for opportunity. I I do like the idea of that. Now, will the Lions do it is another question. I, you know I, the I, weird I, thing is that's one thing I've been, we no. feel like we've been asking for for a long time, too. Like, yeah. like a, a, con, a consistent like c- complaint or criticism that we've, been, we've leveled multiple times over the years is can we just run an off-tempo offense and hurry up early on and put that pressure on? But all these teams, they seem to like to take their time. Well, especially at the beginning of games, teams really like to do it because they have their first that first 15 plays that they script it up and watch film all week and think it's going to work. Uh, so I don't know. Right. They, they really like getting those plays in and then yeah. kind of adjusting from there. Um, unfortunately, those first 15 haven't worked the last two weeks. We've scored zero <laughs> points. Right. Um, now, now part of that's going for it on fourth down and not making it. Um, right. But points none, wise, but nonetheless. Uh, uh, so Minnesota on offense, really interesting. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. We know the names, uh, but they also have a guy named KJ Osborne. Their slot, uh, not a slot receiver. Sorry, just a speedy little outside guy for them. Um, that's played pretty well. And then uh, you got. Dalvin Cook, who's still uh, kind of nursing an injury. I think it's an ankle injury. And then Alexander Madison. Uh, they, they split carries last week because Dalvin Cook, they, they don't want him going 100% yet. Uh, but nonetheless, they, I mean, the Vikings Not only ran for 65 yards last week, and Cleveland ran for 184 against them. So I don't know if that was just a, a Cleveland defense that's on fire right now after nine sacks against the Bears and then holding Minnesota only seven points. Because up to this, up to last week, Kirk Cousins uh, – is, was playing really good football. Uh, eight, he was, I think, third in the MVP odds, actually, going into last week. Now that's dropped since uh, his performance last week. But he has nine touchdowns and only one interception on the year. And that interception happened at, like, I, I think, like, the end of a half or something like that. So it wasn't, re- like, a, a true interception, I guess. Mm. 
But either way, the Kirk Cousins has been playing really good this year, and I I, mm. I don't think we should underestimate him. I know he's got a lot of, oh, no. uh, you know, people have a lot of different opinions on him, I guess. But he, at least this year, he, he looks like a different uh, quarterback. And I think that's because they did invest in their offensive line a little more, the Vikings. Um, but it, it'll, it'll be a tough matchup for our corners. And can we get a pass rush? Just now Aquara's out. We're really going to need Julian Aquara, Austin Bryant to step up oh, yeah. in yeah. this game. Uh, but it all with the Vikings, it starts with stopping the run. This is, a, this is an offense that's built on the run game first. Mm. They, get, they like that Kubiak. Shanahan zone running scheme. Uh, you got to shut that down first, because like I like I said, uh, Cleveland against the Vikings last week held them on sixty five yards and twenty three rushes, less three yards of carry, and made the Vikings throw it thirty eight times in that game, and it did not go well. So that's what you got to do first and foremost: shut down the run, and that's what the Lions didn't do last week against the Bears. It hurt them. Uh, they, they've kind of been, and the the one time they. The most competitive they were all year was probably against the the Ravens, and they shut down the run game, and that worked out really well for them. And they yeah, end. I mean, Go besides bigger. well, besides the sixty six yard field goal on a <laughs> fourth and nineteen that they screwed up, but I, that was the best our, our defense has looked all year, and it was because they shut down the run. So you got to shut down the run. I don't know if that means oh, loading yeah. the box or whatever that is, but this Vikings team, if you shut down the run, it's a whole different uh, team uh, offensively. Yes. So, I mean, who do who do we think is the key to that? Is it Barnes, Babin, I, or is it more up front that we need? need I to think it's going to be the whole front seven, honestly. Right. It could. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's the whole defense, but the front seven. I'm calling them my key to this game for us. If if the front seven can play well and everyone minds their gaps, and you know the linebackers fill, everyone get you know gets off their blocks, controls their gaps. We'll see this defense be able to. You know, obviously, then they'll. They'll test our secondary, but at that point, we might have a better chance for our front seven to then pressure the quarterback and stop the pass, too. So that's yeah. what I think. And I'd like to see our guys hold the starts. edge a little better than they have in the past, too. They've been struggling a little bit there. Maybe if Flowers gets back, I don't know if he's back this game for sure, but uh, he could help us there. He's, he's yeah, pretty well, good on setting an edge, though, and some of our younger is. guys aren't as good well, at a, doing that. True. And, uh, you know, Julian O'Carr is a little weak in that category. Uh, Austin Bryant. Could be good at it. Uh, we haven't seen enough of him yet, though. But we do no have trouble. Cares. It seems like we get beat around the edge too too often, too often. And uh, you know, I'm just hoping we can improve there. So against this Viking sure. run, game. how many bad angles does Will Harris take to the outside? Oh, oh. Two, hopefully three. One in the bench. Taking hopefully the angle the to the bench. Only one is the angle he sits at. Yeah, on the bench, Dan. <laughs> I told you <laughs> your line. Did I see your line? Oh, only, sorry. Yeah. All right. Um, just the the names to look out for though on the Vikings defense. Uh, I I think we know a lot of these names already. Daniel Hunter, Everson Griffin, um, Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith. One of my favorite players, Harrison Smith. Just in terms of, yeah. Just in terms of just a player that I really enjoy watching. Uh, yeah. I have no rooting interest. Um, I believe Anthony Barr for them is back this week as well for the first time this year. I and think then Daniel Mike, Hunter too. Michael Pierce of the middle. So they have a really good defensive line. This will be a hell of a test for uh, yeah. an injured offensive line on our side. Uh, but I, I guess I look forward to the challenge. But again, eight and a half point underdogs. Not a lot of respect for the Lions this week, and probably going forward, to be honest. Um, <laughs> but on the road in Minnesota, always Minnesota always plays us tough. Especially that's why I'm surprised. Forty nine and a half is the over under in this game. That's one of the yes. higher ones of the weekend. 
Really I don't think they've idea. watched too many Lions Vikings games lately. <laughs> uh, where it, it's kind of an ugly All battle. All these high power bit. offenses. Yeah. <laughs> there was well, a one it, year where they, we had like a high scoring game, uh, but uh, overall, not not too many, I would say. Well, and I I don't think we'll have Marvin Jones to catch a ball over two <laughs> receivers like that Thanksgiving <laughs> one uh, down well. the sideline. Still one of the cooler passes and catches I've seen. <laughs> You know, Definitely. Z, I think you described it perfectly. You said a brawl. That we've been in like brawls. That's what we are. Still like a brawler. We're out there just kind of giving it our best effort, but we're nothing like these more polished teams yet. <laughs> like hmm. we drag these teams into a bloody, you know, fisticuffs and and get all bruised up and stuff. But they still seem to end up walking away with the W <laughs> most of the time. But you know, oh, I yeah. think that's that's the thing. We, we we have a long way to go in refinement is all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, week four of football is in the books. And now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week five with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet only $1 on any football game. Listen up, because you don't want to miss this. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now on your iPhone or Android and place a bet of $1 on any week game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. Its sportsbook is not yet available in your state. That's okay. DraftKings still has huge cash prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Michigan has online gambling, all right? And it could go right to your phone. So Detroit Lions fans shouldn't have to worry. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN. That's a T. Two P's and an N. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so gentlemen, let's get to it now, shall we? It's what are we getting to, Z? Ever famous. Ooh. Predictions. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love the predictions. As I mentioned, eight and a half point underdogs, 49 and a half over under, and Minnesota. So let's start with you, Rudd Dog. What do you got? Is it going to be a tight one? I- hmm. Well, let's see. I've drank a few glasses of Kool Aid. I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, I think mm-hmm. our offense matches up really well. I mean, yeah, granted, <laughs> we got the injuries, okay. but I think we got enough. Skill players and stuff, and hopefully we'll still be able to keep a run game going too. I think our offense is going to find plenty of ways to score, uh, but I think our front seven is going to step up and have one of their best games to date. No, you know I'm going to say their best game to date, and they're going to really shut down Dalvin Cook, and basically uh, the secondary Mm -hmm. is going to do a good job against uh, Christian. And uh, they're not going to let them score a single point. And Shut the up. Lions are going to score Whoa. 24 points. 
So twenty four nothing is your prediction. A twenty four nothing shutout. Wow. All right. Well, that'd and be Cephas nice. This is going to have two touchdowns. That'd be nice. And people wow. are going to start shutting up about our receivers. That'd be nice. And, oh, I forgot the other touchdown is from Raymond. So. All right. Yeah. So three receiving touchdowns, three passing touchdowns in this game. Mm. All right. That's right. Let's go to you, Jay. You, okay. you, Jay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going exactly where he went. In the NFL, it's so hard to shut anybody out. I mean, it's it's, it's virtually we impossible. never go where a dog goes. <laughs> but, <laughs> that's true. It's a prediction. But uh, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to find a way here. But okay, we're gonna pull this out somehow, and it's gonna be tight though. It's gonna be 21 to 17, mm. and our touchdowns are all gonna be on the ground. Okay, and this is the key to the game: the ground game. We got to ground and pound, and we got to hurt these guys, and we got we got to do up tempo. I hope they throw some of that in there, and uh, Logan Stenberg's gonna be in there paving the way. And these running backs are gonna have a field day. <laughs> On defense, I think we can. I think we can. We can get up there with this team, and uh, I think we can uh, stay with them. Um, I think the the key though, overall, right now, not just this game, but the up games coming up, is uh, Campbell's got to get these guys not worrying about winning. Okay, and what I mean by that is. He's got to get these guys just thinking about what they're doing and their jobs and becoming great at what they're doing and let the coaches worry about the winning part of it. And if they can psychologically not, you know, not worry about the winning, just worry about themselves, I think he can really build something here. And let the coaches that's, leave that to the coaches. You know, they're doing the game plan. They'll do the strategy and all that stuff. Just, let, just, teach, just convince these guys that they just got to become great football players and just get them excited about becoming great football players and the winning will come eventually. And if he can put that in their minds, mm-hmm. I think we'll have something here. And and these guys could play, start playing over their heads. I think they're better players than they even know that they are. So I hope that uh, Campbell can convince these guys to play like that. And I think they can play very well, even though they're young and inexperienced. So, uh, yeah, I would say they'll pull out a tight one, 21-17. Those are more, more passionate nice. predictions I've heard yeah. in a while. Way to go, UJ. I like Thank it. Thank you. It's very Thank you. passionate. Very, up, like, very uplifting prediction. I just want to add that onto what I said. That was really... <laughs> well, I want to say this first uh, before I give my prediction. And that just Lions fans, you know, uh, asking themselves if Dan Campbell's the right guy for this regime. I can tell you it can be a lot worse. You could, We could have hired Urban Meyer to be the head coach. <laughs> and it could be a whole a lot worse. I don't know if you guys have seen what's going on there. It is. It's ugly. It's ugly. So it could be a lot worse uh, start to an 0-4 season. There's two 0-4 teams in the NFL, and I can tell you I would have our coach 100 out of 100 times in the other one that's 0-4 right now. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, it's not saying much, though. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> um, this is going to be one hell of a battle. I think the Lions are going to have to play their best game of the season to win. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Uh, but – I have 24-23. I think it's going to be really, really close. I'm excited to see how the Vikings screw up this game. Um, then we can say they, they pulled a, a Lions, or this is the, a, a Lions play uh, on them. No. <laughs> Stop how? using the Lions as a, 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 a synonym for bad. God. I'm just going by what other people say about us oh. uh, in terms of what they'll be saying about the Vikings in this game. But I do think 24-23, I think Swift has over 50 yards receiving in this game. I do think we're going to utilize that screen game, especially with a depleted offensive line potentially. Um, But then to negate that pass rush, the screen game can help if if done successfully. 
um, which we've seen uh, in some degree this year. Yeah. Um, I hope I hope Hawk can play. I really do. Um, oh yeah. But if not, a twenty-four, twenty-three. I think the Lions score with like fifty-seven. I'm gonna say fifty-seven seconds left in the game to take the lead. I don't know if it's field goal or touchdown. I'm not sure. Uh, I just see fifty-seven seconds on the board. So in you have the defense actually holding. Yes, I hold, holding for fifty-seven redemption seconds? for two weeks ago against the Ravens. Ooh, mm. Wow, that's I a like big... that. That's so, actually probably bolder than my shutout claim. <laughs> <laughs> so 24-23, um, I have Swift with 50, over 50 yards receiving and, and, and a touchdown. Um, Jamal Williams getting a rushing touchdown, and then I'll throw in, um, I think Darren Fells gets a touchdown in the red zone Ooh, as well. I like nice. that. So that's my prediction. Those are our predictions. We all predict the Lions to win yet again. Um, Seriously? We all did the same? Wow. That's all right. I am damn shock. straight. So, all right, gentlemen, I think that's going to do it um, for our week five preview. Lions going to Minnesota. Always a tough place to play. But we want to thank our listeners uh, for taking the time to hear our predictions. So we want to hear yours, though, too. So please, Twitter at Drinking Lions. Instagram at Drinking Blue Kool-Aid. Please go on there. Please direct message us. Leave a comment, whatever. Um about your predictions for the upcoming game. We'd love to hear it um, and score. You know, can you beat our score? We'll see. Uh, we're on four on the year in our predictions, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, we do have the uncanny habit of having the same record as the Lions, though. That's, yes. And we've remained remarkably consistent in the three and a half yes. years that we've done this podcast. <laughs> um, but no- nonetheless, um, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe, please download, and please leave a review. We'd also greatly appreciate that. We take the feedback um, seriously and uh, and always uh, greatly appreciate it. So thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll be back uh, next week recapping week five, hopefully the first Lions victory in the Dan Campbell era. And other than that, thank you for listening. And last but not least, as always, Go! Go! Field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money.